0: Orlando does it again, this time rewarding himself with a podium. Red Bull and Mass continue to dominate. The FIA sprinkles penalties like Salt Bay and his Mercedes championship run over. Let's jump the start.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome into the Jump to Start Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington, here with two of my (laughs) closest friends. Ruben, say hello.
2: What's going on guys?
1: (laughs) Yancy? Hi. Oh, man. It's so funny. Hey. It was <laughs> the thing that, the, the spot on jump that you did. I think okay. it was the, it was the, the finger freak.
0: No, <laughs> it's sharpshooter, you know?
1: <laughs> we always talk about the excellence of execution, right? Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, okay. How was your guys' weekend so far, July 4th weekend?
0: Very good. Good, good. We got, uh... The race was good, man. Started off well. I mean, fucking he asked about the weekend good. of the race. Uh, the weekend it was whatever, but the race <laughs> was the highlight <laughs> so far. Ruben, you're we got another right? day. Yeah, very good. Can't complain. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> we got another day.
1: Yeah, uh, we got another day. All right, let's jump into this. The news: uh, prior to the race, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes agreed to a two-year contract extension. Ruben, who helped negotiate the the <laughs> whole thing, he 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 knew the uh, yeah, the mom. salary range. <laughs> what How did you know the salary? It's a cap. <laughs> Are they going to give him less
2: money than thirty? No. no.
1: So thirty million dollars a year. Shocking. Thirty million pounds a year, right? Whatever. it is. Whatever like the uh, denomination is. <laughs> but uh, it's a two year extension. I, shocking, ex- right? Wasn't expecting that. Crazy at all? How how would they how? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, yeah.
0: Listen, man, we all knew that that was going to happen. We just didn't know how long he wanted to sign. Honestly, I didn't think he was going to sign for two years. No? Um, No, I thought he was going to do another one-year contract. Yeah, his
1: last two deals were one-year deals, right? Yeah.
0: Well, especially considering that it seemed like the last last, uh, negotiation was very contentious and he didn't get everything that he wanted. Hmm. Um, So that's why he only signed one year. So the two years was a surprise, but it wasn't a total shocker. I mean, obviously I was being sarcastic, but, um, the two years was a surprise, but n- not kind of surprised. Cause if you're going to keep a driver for two years, it's definitely going to be Lewis Hamilton. Now this sets up for who's going to be in the second seat for the
2: next two years at Mercedes. Well, I think it's going to be just Russell, but,
0: I don't think so. No. You don't think it's gonna be George Russell? Nope. How, how is that possible? How do you so think how, it's that George?
2: Nope. I mean, twenty twenty three as well is just going to be a, a, a year where a lot of people are going to be free agents too. So that makes that makes sense to sign up to twenty twenty three because they become you know for both for both. Both mm-hmm. the teams and, and and for Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. Cause it's going to be an open market. So obviously they could oops they could use us ne- <laughs> to negotiate against him. Yeah, or... your
0: hand is open too when you touch the <laughs> microphone too. My bad. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to be, gonna be up that year.
2: I think going to be up that year as well. Yeah. So you know, it's going to be a couple of people out there. that are...
0: But I don't think it's going to be So, Who's it going to be?
2: Oh no! For the second seed,
0: Both us. Listen. Um, when Lewis Hamilton was asked about this during a press conference, I think it was last week, he spoke glowingly of Bottas. That is, he's been his best teammate so far. The team has a harmonious feel to it. And they've obviously won multiple championships with that, with those two driving. Um, and he obviously still has a bad taste in his mouth for, for the Rosberg Rosberg, years. Mm-hmm. Um, it only behooves Mercedes to keep that dynamic going in order for them to be successful, especially now that you do have a legitimate contender in Red Bull and the rules are changing next year so you don't know who else might jump into the fray because you have McLaren and you also have Ferrari getting better. So for you to throw a wrench in uh in the form of george russell i think you're gonna make it a contentious re- driver relationship between the two drivers i've always said this so i don't I don't think it's a good idea
1: so poor george
2: he's
0: yeah basically i mean listen he's driving his lights out yeah but both ain't driving bad either so
1: he's not driving well either so that's my like i was not prepared to talk about this but You, based on the performance that we're getting, obviously this weekend notwithstanding from Perez, you see why that second teammate doing well and contending for the top of uh, uh, the Drivers' Championship is important for a top team. Mm -hmm. I understand that Hamilton is uh, the reigning world champion several times over and that he is the, I'll call it the catalyst of the team and especially the face of the team. On the, on the track, but you're you're focused, if you're a total wolf, you're focused on not just that aspect, but you need the Constructors' Championship too. That's where you really get your money. The Drivers' Championship doesn't award the prize money, it's the Constructors. Mm-hmm. So I I think if Russell could prove to be a better driver, which we really haven't seen, um, we can't really judge from just a secure Grand Prix. Uh, if he could prove to be a better driver than Boras, I think you got to make that move.
0: And George is nipping at the heels, but I don't think he will.
1: Well, he's driving and he deserves to to
0: have it. Absolutely. But, I mean, like I said, Bottas isn't driving terrible either. His last three finishes have been fourth, third, and second. Uh, Perez, third, fourth, and sixth. So, you know, it's very comparable as far as you compared the second drivers for the top two teams.
1: You're right on that. Okay.
2: What <laughs> is was like, okay.
1: <laughs> no, I just, so my whole thing is that I, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, it'd be, you know, it would be a very different discussion right now if Mercedes had been able to execute that pit stop in Monaco and Boras finished second and is plus 18 points. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'd be at 110. He'd be a clear third place right now mm-hmm. ahead of uh, Sergio Perez. Right. So and I mean, we
0: can all agree that Bottas has probably been one of the most unluckiest <laughs> drivers on the grid, not only this year, but the past few years as well. Yeah,
1: he always has the worst pit stops. Obviously, not, yeah. no fault of his own. Mm-hmm. Or
0: sometimes they try to blame him. Yeah, which, which is not fair. Or he gets a tire blowout when he's about to win a race. Oh, my God. I mean, again, it's just a lot of different things. Yeah, he has his bad race every once in a while, but for the most part... Bottas is pretty consistent. And a good second driver. Not a good number one driver, but he's a good second driver.
1: All right, uh, moving on, but continuing to speak about uh, Mercedes. According to Andrew Shovlin, Rubens, uh, one of his favorite engineers in uh, all of F1. That's the guy that does the uh, race debrief. For Mercedes. The guy yes. you
0: find highly entertaining. Come yes. on, you rave yes. about him Dude, all every the time. Week. Every the guy is so
2: boring. I'm not even supposed to remember his name. Like, I'm not supposed <laughs> to remember this guy's name. I Can you
0: at least act oh, okay. that you love him? Uh, of course.
1: He's very. And he's <laughs> and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> there is a, a, a final update for the Mercedes car coming in Silverstone for both their power unit and their aero. Uh, so I had missed this during the post-race uh, uh, discussions. But both Yancy and Ruben brought up that Total Wolf specifically said to them that they are said to the interviewers that they are going to have the last laugh in. I, what was the exact quote? Uh, Ruben, don't be surprised if you know we
2: we end up bleeding, you know whatever in the last race by by a ton of times. Like, I, I said
1: twenty six seconds. like, No, he didn't say that. So I got We still got to. <laughs> you still got to
0: verify. But yeah, yeah but Total c-
1: Wolf is very confident that next year or yeah. next, next next race they'll be, he'll like be able to. Not just improve on their own performance, but surpass Red Bull. They're
0: bringing yes. the engine upgrade.
1: Bring an engine upgrade and an aero upgrade. So check this out. All right, so
0: this is something that I didn't mention last week, but this happened when Red Bull brought their upgrade. I think it was for the first race in Austria. It- they brought an engine upgrade. I don't know if it was it was one of it was either that race or the race or the before. French. Okay, they supposedly got 14 extra horsepower out of that upgrade. Now. It wasn't an upgrade, like, they changed the part. It was, you're allowed, when you bring an update under the rules, when you bring an upgrade, you are allowed to change a part due to reliability issues. So the engine was always capable of that, but they always run it lower because there was something vibrating in the engine, so they were afraid that the engine would go. So when they brought that upgrade, they, they fixed that part, and they were allowed to change it under the rules so... Because the engine would be more reliable and it's safe and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So now that loophole has been exposed. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: That's what Mercedes is doing.
0: If Mercedes is doing that. And they I think it was Andrew Shovlin that also mentioned this. It's either him or the other guy that Ruben find very entertaining. Mentioned that they were there are updates in the pipeline. They're not currently developing the car, but they have that they already parts had that they had already in the pipeline, they already they they are bringing mm-hmm. to the next race, and Total Wolf also mentioned that there is a gap. Yeah, they're faster, but they're not that much faster than us. Or meaning Mercedes. So well, so he seems very confident yeah. that this title fight will be going or, down to the end. A lot more confident than last week, I would say.
2: So it's around this time, also the Mercedes normally turns it up as well. So.
1: Yeah. What was the loophole that they found? They, they changed a part. They 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 had a part
0: in their engine, Honda. We're talking about Honda. That was vibrating too much, causing too much vibration. So they were afraid that as far as reliability is concerned, um, that and reliability that they couldn't turn the engine up because that part would go. So you're allowed to change that. Within the rules. You're allowed
1: to make a change in order to improve reliability.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, uh, And it's also due to safety also. uh, Because you have to do three engines, you know, within the year. So you're allowed to change that part. As long as you don't change the makeup of the engine, you have to change that part. As long as it stays the same. I guess they just improve that part. Is it a specific
1: part? You're saying that part. Is it a specific part? They
0: They don't, you know, they don't go into detail. But... That what That is what being said. They're, they're not going to go into detail saying, oh, it's the, you know, mguk or the... Yeah, they're yeah. not going to do that. So, because well, obviously was, everything is very secretive.
2: Well, the gas pedal cable is now made out of carbon fiber instead of fiber optic, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it, but, <laughs> I can say anything. But, I don't know. <laughs> they're saying...
0: <laughs> but if Total Wolf is talking that confidently, that means that they got something. And they're they're bringing their second engine. You can, bring your, you can bring an update to that second engine as long as it's for reliability. So... There's your loophole.
1: It'll be a home race for Lewis Hamilton, too. Yes. So I'm sure.
0: And kind of a home race for for Mercedes. And it's a home McCann race for everybody. And Williams. Yeah, for everybody, because everybody's based out of the UK.
1: I don't know. I, this I, I ain't don't... over
0: yet, man.
2: Yeah. The... But is McLaren going to get that upgrade as well right away?
0: Do they? Yeah. Okay. They Probably. all got it. Same <laughs> engines. And Williams. So <laughs> poor William <laughs> listen man hey it might be
1: solidified 10 now
0: yeah yeah listen don't bring up that Nico Rosberg meme out yet buddy yeah. this ain't over yet
1: <laughs> is Yancey's career over <laughs> uh, speaking of engine and engine upgrades and engine updates the VW group some other car manufacturers have joined in on discussions for the 2025 engine regulations specifically Audi and Porsche Their bosses have met with the FIA along with a representative from Ferrari, Mercedes, and uh, Alpine slash Renault as the engine manufacturers. So the intent there is to make them more comfortable with the regulations to the point where we could potentially have additional engine manufacturers for the grid for 2026, I guess, the uh, regs would start hmm thoughts well, Porsche was previously in Formula One, yes. yes Audi no,
0: but it's the same company No, it is in yeah,
1: but now it's the same company
2: mm-hmm. I mean. I hope they're able to come in because remember there is two companies that are also heavily involved in, in motor racing or mm-hmm. motorsport in general. Yeah, Audi and Porsche, Audi and Porsche are you know Le Mans winner, DTM, all of the other stuff. They they've been heavily they're heavily involved in all that stuff. So if they're able to come in and it's an affordable for them to do it, why not?
0: Yeah, it has to be makes not sense. only makes sense. it has to be road relevant. Uh, I, I think that's the reason why they didn't join the fray when they they with the hybrid engines because the i think it was they had an issue with the mguh i think the mguh is super complicated it's not something that um that's why they chose to go to to whack uh w-e-c so you can feel more comfortable with that terminology Ruben. thank you um and they ran the table there obviously with audi and porsche they won all the championships there um It'll be good also to have another engine manufacturer now that obviously you, you're going to have Red Bull Technologies who was taking over the IP for Honda. So you now you got four. If you bring in another five into the fray, that means that one, you're bringing another engine and two, you can potentially bring in not only another manufacturer, maybe a, a works team, but also other teams that have a choice between five engines. So not everybody is the same. Um so I, I think it's a good idea. I don't know what they are going to decide on as far as if they're going to keep hybrid engines. There's been talk that they might do hydrogen engines. I mean, it's still too early to tell. However, if they can bring in another manufacturer where the engine formula is not too difficult, where they don't have to spend a ton of money, even though now it doesn't seem like they're going to have to spend a ton of money on R&D because there is a cost cap, um, it's going to be good for the sport. No, you have more teams in the fray. You have more engine manufacturers. You have more competition. You have, you know, development. You have a development race, which F1 has always been a development race. I think it's going to be good for the sport. I think we do need another engine manufacturer. No doubt about that.
2: The more the merrier.
1: Yeah. Currently have four,
0: right? Correct. And then you have Mercedes,
1: which is supplying Williams. And McLaren. McLaren. We have Ferrari.
0: Ferrari, which is supplying Haas and... uh, and Alfa Romeo. Yep,
1: and then Alpine slash Renault. Alpine
0: slash Renault, and then you have the Honda engine. Um, you you felt that um, Red Bull at one point didn't have... Obviously, they ran Renault engines. They didn't want to go back to them. Them and Ferrari don't have a very good relationship. So they didn't have much of a choice, and they had to work out a deal where, where they can buy the Honda IP. Um, same thing with... Um, With McLaren, when they were looking for engine manufacturer, obviously they manufacturers they brought in Honda, or Honda came in the fray. They didn't have a good relationship with Honda. That obviously did not work out. Um, they went back. They went back. They went to Renault, and that was okay. And then they had to go back to Mercedes engines, but, um, maybe. Renault or Aston Martin, not Renault. I'm sorry, Aston Martin and McLaren with like a, you know a VW engine. Maybe they can have a better relationship with them, so they can be a little bit more competitive. This is what happens. You you join these teams with with they build chassis, um, but they also want to have an engine that's reliable. If you can get a good relationship, as you can see that Honda did with Red Bull, it can be very successful. Now you imagine having two teams doing that at the same time, three teams doing that at the same time. I think that um, it'll be fun for us to watch.
1: I think it's also yeah. good for the survival of the sport. For example, if, if Ferrari's not going to leave, right? Because it's Ferrari, right? They're, mm-hmm. That's their whole thing, racing. Say Mercedes just says, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this. I'm deciding I'm, I'm just going to leave. Right. The works team's gone. McLaren has to find a new engine supplier. You Williams has to, to, to find a new engine supplier. Cool. Then what? Now there's a scramble because there's no Honda. Mm-hmm. They're gone. So it's either Renault or Ferrari. And then what do you do? Now these teams are going to be strained or these constructors, um, the the works teams will be strained to then do their own thing and provide, the, the uh, I guess, the customer teams with their stuff and then also provide customer support, mm-hmm, etc. Mm-hmm. It's just good for the survival of the sport the more manufacturers... manufacturers come
0: that- in. And if you look at any other series, um, any other racing series, it's important to have manufacturer support. It's the reason why you've seen Formula E grow exponentially and you know, obviously, the technology is there because a lot of car manufacturers are going electric as far as for their road cars, but you also have a lot of manufacturer support. You have BMW there, you have Audi, you have um Porsche. Oh, Audi's not there no more, you have Porsche, they're Nissan. the same group, but they did have Audi before. Nissan's there, man. Nissan's there, you have um Mercedes, Mercedes obviously, so. DS, um, a Neo. There's a whole bunch of manufacturers not only electric car manufacturers but you have traditional road car manufacturers that are involved in the sport that's why the sport is growing but they use that as a test bed for their road cars Mm. uh formula one obviously is not going to be as much of a test bed as it was before for the road cars but it's still very important because it has a global not only for the marketing aspect of it but it also it's also you have the freedom in Formula 1 to test yeah, that's right. new technologies that you don't have in other racing series, other top racing like, series. It's like the breakthrough right. of technology. You have cars. that freedom. So, if you can get more manufacturers, not only will X1 be successful, but the car manufacturers will also be successful in introducing new products to us.
1: I'm with it. do it. I'm with it. I want to press the DRS button when I'm on the what? FDR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into it. Weekend race review. Gentlemen, a short view back to
2: the past. You still don't know it, huh? right?
1: 30 years ago. Nikki La- no,
2: I don't know it. So.
1: You want me to get your transcript? No, 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 I'm good. So <laughs> kind of the first thing to really talk about here, um, just the, the weekend in general, Mando Norris, Lando Norris, just... Story of the race. Story of the race, story of the season. Mm -hmm. As far as I... I, Well, no, not the story of the season, because that's Red Bull. Um, All season, he's been killing it. Outperforming his teammate, who is an established veteran, uh, really squeezing the juice out of that car as best as possible. Uh, Finished second place this weekend, third place last weekend. Obviously, he loves... uh, I'm sorry, he finished third place both weekends. Mm -hmm. Loves the track. What more could be said about this guy? Um... Qualified on the front row. Mm-hmm. Only driver to score in every race so far this season. He maintained second place while battling with Lewis Hamilton to the point where Lewis Hamilton comes back and says, that guy's a heck of a driver. Mid-race, right? Was putting the car in position to... Mando. Yeah. Yeah. He um, says he's a great driver. Great driver, Lando. Yeah. So <laughs> at the time, Hamilton's car was better... When they were battling, Hamilton's Mm -hmm. car was better than Lando's, right? Right. And it it just took smart racing, smart car positioning uh, to be able to keep Lewis Hamilton at bay, which he did. Um, He took a five-second penalty after his battle with Perez, which we'll talk about the penalties later. But even after uh, serving that penalty, was able to maintain his second place, or third place. I keep saying second. Yeah. He could have finished
0: second. He could. Because of the penalty.
2: Without the penalty, would have it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but then we also see just smart, hard-nosed racing, clean, doesn't get, as we say in Spanish, de out He's not, he doesn't.
0: Doesn't get antsy, doesn't not desperate. No, he's he not... seems like a cool, calm, much like what Verstappen was this whole weekend. Yeah. We didn't get the usual. Um, Come on. <laughs> we didn't get the usual, you know, Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas podium, which is always good. Uh, We have seen throughout this whole season because Lando is driving lights out. And I'm going to say Lando just because he's literally carrying McLaren. McLaren's car is good, but obviously, Ricardos not up to speed. Uh, Sometimes you have the Ferraris in the fray. Um, We don't know how the podium—it's not like last season. We don't know how the podium is going to shape up because we don't know once we come to the track— we don't know who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. And, and it's like we said, it, this race didn't shape out nowhere near what the Styrian Grand Prix was, which was the first race at the Red Bull Ring. Um, Lando, obviously, Max was in another world. He won the race. He, You know, he's driving lights out. But I think... Lando, or Mando, as we like to call him, is driving probably just as good and just as consistent as Max Verstappen this season. Um, and I'm I I've fully bought in. I was okay. a little bit hesitant because we know that Lando tends to, you know, start off good and then fall off and trail off. Not that he drives bad, but he just trails off. This season, he is on it every single race. Well, it's still the start. Well, it, yeah, but we're already, you know, eight races in. So, it, you know, usually it's like the first three or four races and then, you know, there's a, a little bit of a drop off. He comes back and it's, you know, it's it's not consistent. Um, the fact that he was able not only to qualify second, but keep running in that top group the entire race is extremely ex- impressive. Um, and you have to take note of that. And um yeah, it, it it I felt like this was his coming out party. Like now we have to notice you, bro. And there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders right now because now he has to keep it up.
2: I think he's, he's had that pressure the pressure you're talking about since last year, but um obviously this year is just where they've worked on the card to have it as well, being able to maintain that uh, you know somewhat close to that pace he has a lot to do with it because he's been very solid on, the, on his driving mm-hmm. but he has shown already he has shown us that already in the previous years where he's done very clean driving very clean battles mm-hmm. so it was just a matter of time he just needed a little extra push from the car to hey I, you know he's already seen he's already shown us that hey i could do this but give me a little bit more from you know from from my team or from the from camp whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and I'm there, and that's what he's showing us. Hopefully, he stays up with it because obviously he's not he's not there anymore in the you know in the, in the points. So that right. that could be the beginning of the fall, because like, that's what happened last year. He was he was on third place for a very long time, mm-hmm. and then he just went away.
0: Yeah, but I think this year he also has a he has a better car under. Yeah, him. of course. Um, he has shown that he can run best of the rest. Now, yeah. I think this race was he can yeah I can run in the top three also. If I have the car under me to do so, I
2: think the worry should be Ferrari. Not even not running in the top three, just push the car as far as you can. They just have to worry about Ferrari. Ferrari's gonna be at their heels for a long time.
1: Right, right. Um, I don't know. For me, it is
2: about. I'm sorry, remember, it's him. Ricardo's not doing much. Well. So if Ricardo was at, at the pace at Leclerc signs, then we'll be talking a little bit
1: differently, you know? Right. M- McLaren has 141 constructor points. Lando has 101 of them, right? (laughs) Insane. So that is insane. And Ricardo actually did pretty well this weekend. He finished seven. We'll talk about him later. But what I do want to mention is that when you see Lando, Lando, where he is different from um, Max a few years ago, Leclerc now and previous years, George Russell previous years, Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, you see him in tight spaces. You see him fighting Hamilton and Perez this race. Did not lose control. Did not did not make a, a single mistake. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Crazy for a young guy like that. Um, we but saw it, him.
2: The penalty to me was BS. We'll, talk,
1: we'll, we'll get the. <laughs> the um, what was it? Two races ago in France, Nico Rosberg even pointed out Pierre Gasly sneaking up on him and almost you know almost hitting him. And it's like, oh, who is this guy? Why is he? Did not lose control. Does yeah. not lose focus. He's just.
0: And you see that with his battles with Leclerc, too. Yeah. He yeah. has and had various battles with Leclerc, and it's always been super clean racing. Nothing sketchy. It's just been hard-nosed, to wheel battles. And patient. And patient, yeah. You can see that that it doesn't fluster him,
1: and that's a, that's a sign of a world
0: champion. Champion. Mm-hmm. It reminds
1: me of Lewis Hamilton driving. Mm-hmm. You don't see mistakes from Lewis Hamilton right. like that, and you don't mm-hmm. see Lando Norris. He does not make he does not make mistakes or he does not make moves that jeopardize his race and his team, mm-hmm. which is a level of maturity that you would not expect from a guy that's essentially still a Twitch. Right, streamer.
0: And, and you also don't see the mistakes that, for example, if you if we watch Max Verstappen a few years ago, or even Leclerc uh running it into the wall or hitting a you know, hitting his, his, teammate, his teammate getting you're coming into hot into yeah, turns. You're not seeing any of that that we've seen from drivers that we regard as you know, top champion. future world champion caliber drivers in Leclerc and Verstappen, you're not seeing that in Lando Norris. You've seen it in very, very clean. It's almost uh, Carlos Sainz-esque, but quicker. It's crazy, and
2: he looks like he's having fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. You don't see him worry like, oh my god. Yeah, no,
0: mm-hmm. he i slaps it I, off. And 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 warranted what Lewis Hamilton said about him. Said great driver, Lando, because. He was battling the seven time world champion, arguably one of the greatest of all time. And to keep it clean and still get out ahead of him, dude, bravo. You know, bravo. Round of applause. Round of applause, Ruben. Round of applause, Ruben. So, round of
1: applause, Ruben. So you said, so you say <laughs> so you mentioned he's battling Lewis Hamilton, seven time world champion, etc. Mm-hmm. Lando's also in a slower car. So it's like Yeah, it's just
0: I mean, he's just, you know, he, he's showing saying, like a veteran. That's what sa- he's showing. La está sacando lo moco. Yeah. <laughs> saying that in he's Spanish, doing good, bro. He's, he's doing, doing good.
1: Yeah. Lando's currently fourth in the driver's championship at 101. Sergio Perez is at 104. So he gained a lot of ground this weekend on uh, Sergio Perez. And uh, Boras is at 92 and fifth. Next nearest midfield competitor, quote unquote midfield, is Charles Leclerc in sixth at 62. So he's 39 points ahead of Charles Leclerc.
0: Crazy. Yeah. He's doing amazing.
1: Um, the penalties. Let me just run down what we had. <laughs> right, Lando five seconds for pushing uh, Sergio Perez out. Sergio two times five second penalties for pushing Charlotte Leclerc out, uh, uh, or for not allowing enough space. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way, not pushing him out. Giovinazzi five seconds for overtaking while safety car is deployed. Like, what are you doing? I think he went into the pit straight and. He was faster in the pits than what uh they were doing because I think Max Verstappen just kept it so slow even after the safety car went in that he came, he, 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 he didn't went have into
0: a the choice. he he went into the line and then he crossed back into the line did it twice.
1: No, we're talking about Giovinazzi. Oh, Giovinazzi, okay, sorry. Now, now Tsunoda. Now Tsunoda. <laughs> <Now Sunoda. laughs>
2: I'm still wondering how the hell Giovinas' penalty happened. Okay, he's speeding on the... like
1: Because he was going faster in the pit lane than what Verstappen was race. allowing them to go. Mm-hmm.
2: So he passed these drivers on the pit and he still got a penalty.
1: Right, and then so what happened is the safety car come in. So after they crossed that white line, he was out of position. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed up. Uh, Sunoda, double five-second penalties for crossing the line at pit entry. Go ahead, yes. You know, what? No, you mentioned it right before. Oh
0: yeah, he. he <laughs> <laughs> what? hope you do? Yeah, he. I don't know why you do. How you do uh. this twice? I mean, I guess it's hard because you got to break hard to get into the pits, but I, once you 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 have you're on the I think on the right side of the mm-hmm. of the white line, you can't go outside of the white line. Stay between between the lines. Going into the pit, he did it twice. He got two five second penalties for it. You kill the entire race.
1: It's not that it's hard. Masipin's doing it.
0: Yeah. doing it. So it's like, come on. It's like you killed your inti- you're killing your entire race with that. And and you already started off on the wrong strategy. Uh, whatever,
1: man. Uh, rookie mistakes, I guess. But to to do it once, alright. But do it twice. Oh, come on, bro. Stroll five seconds for speeding in the pit lane. Oh, be pit limiter. <laughs> I never heard of it. And. Eight F1 drivers summoned over yellow <laughs> over yellow flag, breached. Uh, so that was at the that end was of the, right. the race, uh, Kimi Raikkonen and Sebastian Vettel collided, essentially, because Kimi didn't see Sebastian Vettel. Then uh, eight drivers, because it was a double yellow flag, they didn't slow down enough. Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Nikita Mazepin, Charles Claire, Nicholas Otifi, Antonio Giovinazzi, Daniel Ricciardo, and Pierre Gasly all met up with the race director. That sounds like the race though. But did that happen
0: yeah. in their cooldown lap? No, happened at the last lap. They were all
1: lapped. Remember? Yes, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, they were. All, they were all <laughs> lapped. Happened at the last lap. And for some reason, <laughs> I don't know how Kimmy and and Seb got into an accident. Probably fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, it was it was Kimmy's fault. Yeah, because he just didn't see. I guess he, it looked like to me he didn't see Seb and just turned into him. I don't know bro and then obviously there's a double yellow you need to slow down Um, I guess I mean it was the last lap so
1: okay so what do we think of the Sergio Perez and Lando Norris penalties that they were pretty much uh, carbon copies of each other what do we think racing incident which one which ones one of them Lando and Sergio Perez yes and then Perez forcing the other drivers out of the track okay into the gravel
0: um, no, I there were two different ones. I, the Lando one, I don't agree with at all because Lando going, coming, I, my understanding of the rules is always all right, if you're side by side and the car ahead gets the racing line, the car ahead in that instance was Lando Norris, even if it was by a little bit. If you're ahead, hmm?
2: I don't th- I think it was Perez that was ahead.
0: No, okay, no, 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 no. It was Lando that was ahead, by a little bit. Lando was ahead. He keeps the racing line. That racing line, when you go around that corner, is going to take you to the outside of the corner, okay? And that's why there's a gravel trap there. Um, I don't know why the stewards found a problem with this because it's been done in in other... It, I think the last time it was done, it was Hamilton and Lewis. But I, Hamilton but and Lewis? Hamilton, no, I mean... Hamilton and Lewis. It was Hamilton and Albon. He's having a tough time. Today. Yeah, I am. Hamilton and Albon happened last year. This is when Albon got run off. But uh, Lewis got a penalty because Albon was actually ahead of him at that point. Okay. This time, uh, the guy on the inside, which was Lando, was ahead of Perez. So I don't think he should have gotten a penalty for that one. Leclerc's incident. Leclerc was so ahead like, of him. Same area, too. Same the area, same turn the first one mm-hmm. same turn leclerc goes on and go goes out on the outside he's on the outside he's ahead but Perez doesn't just move in on him he moves in on him to the point where he hits him
2: the bump the bump is-
0: they bump into and then he pushes leclerc out that penalty i think is deserved you guys think, i don't know what you guys think. we we haven't <sighs> talked about this so
2: no i think that. um the second one with the bump, yeah, I agree with you. But the first one, it was like, I don't know. It's
0: just Well, I don't agree with that one. I, I don't think Lando yeah, should yeah. the... have gotten yeah. to... it. You have to let him race. It's so hard because the natural racing line is gonna take you out there. Right? If you're going on the outside, and, and every driver knows that, if you're going on the outside, and it's not like a normal turn, it just it's like it gets it gets like tighter as you, you go in. You know there's gravel on this side. Back out. If not, you're gonna be in the gravel. The person that should have been penalized there should have been. Perez, but not penalized by the stewards. He already got penalized. He's in the gravel. Yeah. He he went yeah, to tenth yeah, yeah. place.
2: No, I, I, for, for a minute when I was watching the race, I thought he would probably get a pe- penalty the way he joined back because there was a bunch of cars behind him still, when, even when he joined. So I was like, oh, is that going to be mm-hmm. like You know, like unsafely joining, whatever the hell is going on. I don't remember mm-hmm. what has got, But you know, like, when you just come into the track by the way and just pretty much mm-hmm. you are also now hindering the guys. The my, guys like I said,
0: more. my viewpoint has always been if you're ahead, even if it's by a slight, if I, by a little bit you get the racing line, you dictate what's going on in the corner. Obviously, you you have to leave a car's width, but in that in that instance, and, and you know every every incident every incident is different, but in that instance, that every track is different. It's it's impossible at the speed that you're going into that car to keep it tighter because if you do keep it tighter, then the person's going to win out is always going to be the person on on the yeah, outside because you, you got to change course if you want to leave a car's width of a car's width. But the natural racing line takes you out there the person who's behind needs to know to back out, or you're gonna be in the
1: gravel. It's so happening, mm-hmm. so I disagree. I think that for what, so we've been asking the FIA to be consistent with their rulings, and I think that for once we were, we saw that this this week. <laughs>
0: They were like went over Yeah, I agree with we, you there. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah. is the rule you have to leave a car's width on the outside of the or uh, on on the track, or is it you have to leave a car's width on the track depending on the on the turn if it's in the racing line? No, no. It's you have to leave the car's width. That's why I think that both penalties were justified. The one that I questioned was actually the Paris second incident because you can clearly see that the trajectory of the car. You could see it because Ricardo is. You can see right, Ricardo right. in the distance, right mm-hmm. ahead of him, and the way that he turns on the track naturally takes him to the outside. And this is somebody that's driving uncontested. Perez, it, almost a mirror image of what Daniel Ricardo was doing in front, because that is the way that the car is going to react, and that's where that was the second incident where Leclerc went to the outside. But at the end of the day, the rule is you have to leave um, enough uh, enough space for a car
0: if the car is ahead of you
1: no i i disagree and, that's, to... and
0: and here's the and this is the problem though because i agree with you that we're very consistent obviously
1: gonna, they've been gonna, inconsistent
0: like, no 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 what i'm saying is that at this race they were consistent with their penalty calls as far as because once they made that first call on perez when they, it happened they again anymore, they yeah? couldn't back out they're yeah. gonna have to give perez that second penalty because he was the culprit you know driving out leclerc off the track right and he hit, he hit Leclerc at that point. It was even more messy than when it was. So, you, yeah, it was very consistent. But now what you're saying is, and this is, I think there has to be a, a, a they have to look at the rules because I think the problem is, is within the rules. If you as the FIA are allowed to go, we see this all the time, you're allowed to go to every track and see where the cars are going. You change the rules based on where the cars are going, based on the weekend. What is so different now? You get what I'm saying? So the the big thing this year has been track limits. Yeah, you know they're policing track limits, and they change it. They change it every track because everything is track specific. So if you can change the rules or the or the standards or the mic or the mic <laughs> <laughs> for every track, then knowing that a car the their trad- the natural racing line of the car going through that corner is gonna take that car. Almost to the outside of the corner when you, when you're going in, then you can definitely be a little bit more subjective. The problem is, is that they're not everything has been subjective instead of objective. They try to keep it objective, mm-hmm. but then you get into this gray area and there's no clear line on how to make these calls.
1: I'm gonna disagree. It's one thing to be to talk about track limits. It's another thing to talk about racecraft and how the cars are going to race. So I'm going to give you an example, right? We saw those incidents with Sergio with Sergio Perez in general, mm-hmm. right? He was involved in all three. Um we saw battles the whole race. And I'm going to uh, focus specifically on Hamilton and Lando where he never Lando never allowed himself to get into that position with Lewis Hamilton where he could get him on the outside. He always his racecraft um uh predicated that he would not Give that type of position. So at that point, you're never going to be in a situation where, oh, I have to give enough space because my racecraft was so messed up that it allowed him to get the faster uh, trajectory around the. So to me, if, if you're the FAI FIA, you're saying, driver, you have to figure it out. I'm not here to bail you out by saying, oh yeah, okay, you're free to do whatever you want. the The rule is that you have to not allow enough um, safety-wise. You have to allow enough space. On the track for both cars.
0: Yeah, but it also, uh, again, through that. That's the thing is that this is corner specific to this corner specific because that it corner. Had it happened on two different corners with Perez and Leclerc. No, 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 no. But the, the thing is, those were. I That one, again, is you're ahead. You're ahead. And in both, in, in this instance, for example, Leclerc was ahead. He he owns the racing line. His car's gonna take him out there.
2: So you don't wanna right? be on, on leaving, a, a, you know. No, you can,
0: you can if you, you you have to if you can. You get what I'm trying to tell you? You have to if you can, because now what happens is if you have a car, it just, if that car is even, even if it's behind you, on the outside, if you have to change your trajectory of your car, you're gonna lose out. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You get no, what I'm saying? That so to, it no, there's no point in being ahead in the corner.
1: I agree it's, with- It's very I, tricky, I'm not, you know, it's- The moment you say that an official has to make a decision, about whether it was fair or not, who was ahead or not, what was the trajectory, that's when you start getting into like, okay, this is, so they want so-and-so to win, it's a conspiracy. And now that's you're true. it's too subjective. The To me, it's drivers figure it out. Your racecraft has to dictate uh, what you're doing, but you need to leave the space for the other cars on track.
0: Yeah, but if you let the drivers figure it out, then, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's very tricky. There's no right answer to this. Um... It's just like because either way either way we look at it if you look at it, your viewpoint or my viewpoint somebody's going to lose out and I don't think my personal view is that like if you're ahead you shouldn't be losing out but but you're right because if you you know you're right in a sense because if you're not objective about it then people then the drivers are going to take advantage of it we see it with track limits if you don't police track limits they're going to go out there so,
1: so let me ask you a question you said if i if you're ahead you shouldn't lose out but if I'm faster and I'm going to pass you, I should lose out because you decided you didn't want to leave me space and break the rules? That's no, not right that, either.
2: You should wait for your—if you're faster than me, you but should if for the right moment to pass me. You, I mean, what
1: if that's an optimal time to pass, which we saw—because we saw multiple yeah, times but, there. But, but, for
0: example, Leclerc was ahead. Lando was ahead. Lando shouldn't have gotten a penalty. You're, Lando's ahead. He did what he had to do, you know? Leclerc was ahead in both instances with Paris,
2: and there was there was swap as well. Remember, had the inside, mm-hmm. Leclerc had the outside.
1: Yeah, on a separate turn. On a
2: separate turn, no, he, on different turns, obviously. But the first instance with Paris happened that's the where, same turn. As, yeah, as mm-hmm. yep. the second one was like the second one is. is
0: uh, my my understanding has always been: if you're ahead in the corner, you're on the racing
2: line. No, so I think that's, that's the talk. That's always been that's always yeah, been, the, that's like, always the, been
0: uh, the the rule. Even in karting, has been the rule. So
2: it's tough. You're yeah, if no, you do and you're no, done if you don't. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, other way you're going to get it.
2: Like, if yeah. they don't got a penalty on that, they could have been suggested, hey, why didn't they call a penalty for that? Yeah. Now, you know, it's it's, it's a balance. Yeah. I mean, other way. And Horner did agree that the Lando-Paris incident was was not deemed like you know they shouldn't have gone a penalty with that. And of then he said not. but then the incident with Leclerc came it should be because been a they, Yeah no because he said because the first one was already called they had to call that one. They had to call it. That's what yeah. Horner said like, up to the race. Mm-hmm. One.
1: They had to call it. But mm-hmm. if I'm Horner I'm like yeah they shouldn't have called any penalties because my guy got two <laughs> yeah. five, <seven> penalties. <laughs> right, come on. Uh all right. Um then where we saw Lewis Hamilton take some floor damage, some damage to the car in general. Then we also saw uh, Boras. He he actually had a much better race uh, than normal for him this season. I'm trying to say that very carefully. <laughs> he uh, finished second. Uh, Hamilton finished fourth. Um, we talked about Mercedes earlier. It's not over, is it? No, it's not.
0: No, it's not over. I think. I think, think it's over. Ahead, I sorry. think this race. Constructors
1: Championship. This race was,
0: was also uh,
2: like a a trusting, like a regaining of trust between both us and his pit wall because the work, he, he he was still hesitant because of what happened to him last week and he didn't mention something to that. is this what we're doing? You know, yeah. Confirming gonna... that we're sticking with plan yeah. A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, this is probably like a, because of the where he started and where he finished, it could be a, re, a you know, trusting thing now, That hey, okay, whatever you guys say, I'm going to trust it, even though last week, mm-hmm. you know, I said something else and that's what worked.
0: right. Right, right, right. And I mean, uh, it, it's not over. They knew that they were, if you hear Hamilton's comments and you hear Bottas's comment, um, even after qualifying, when um, they said, Hamilton said, listen, we're not going to be able to keep up with them. Like we're, well, this is just, it's one of those things where it's like, we're going to drive to get us, you know, maximize the weekend, but we're not going to be able to win the race. And And it was true because Max finished, you know, what, 20 seconds ahead? I don't know what the pit stop is, but... About 20 seconds. Yeah, 20 seconds ahead. So, I mean, he was... You know, Max in that Red Bull is was just a rocket this weekend. So, I I think that the best that they could do is finish second and third. They almost did it. If it wasn't for the damage to, to Lewis, Lewis car. Hamilton's car because he ran the car over the curb, I think that he would have finished second. And I also think that uh, Bottas would have gotten past um, uh, Norris Norris would have, wouldn't have finished on the podium but the way things worked out it, it, it is what it is you know?
2: can I you I he, don't think Botas has it to take obviously he has a better car but it'll be tough for Botas to pass Norris
1: one on one yeah one on one I mean
2: we saw one-on-one. Hamilton
1: struggle to pass exactly. Norris
2: so then we got Botas that's not a fighter
1: he's a lover <laughs> <laughs> he shows his arse he lives. yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> he shows his arts and eats porridge
1: uh, but so that you know what that second and fourth 18 and 12 for Bodas and Hamilton is still less points than the first and uh, first and sixth for Verstappen and Paris which was 26 and 8 well, versus I mean, 18 and 12 that's
0: the uh, uh, that's, that's the, the, the advantage of, of winning. winning of winning a
1: race and you gotta, you
0: literally you're literally getting a seven point jump on the team oh. if you win the race, so because that's the difference between first and second. So I mean, and and much credit to Lando again because he finished second on the track. He just got that five second penalty, yeah, and actually uh. finished third. So uh. that's how both of us able to pass him
2: in the pits. In the pits. Yeah, like he serving, passed him in the pits. So his pit will told, hey, just do I guess do what but that's why i think
0: that uh, that's why i think that they would have finished second and third because i mean they would have gotten him in the pits anyway so i mean it it was just that they didn't have both cars at full strength both sides you know drove what he did what he was supposed to do um and i you know considering that they had the damage i think that's the best thing that's the best result that they could have gotten this weekend um, but this is not over, man. It's not over. It's right. As total, as Total Wolf said, one DNF and we're right back in it.
2: So and, and then, we're still waiting for it. We are. We've been
1: talking about it the whole season.
2: Guess what? The the part that, as mentioned, might fail. Might fail. So. So. I'm just
0: listen. I'm just looking back to, I'm just looking back to 2017 and 2018. Yeah. How we thought Ferrari was going to run away with the championship. <laughs> and it wasn't until Germany when yeah. it was like. Yeah. And then oh. when and then when things and and then when the summer break is over. All of a sudden, Lewis Hamilton is back, back on form, like, and he yeah. was like seven races <laughs> in a row. And, you know, yeah, man, this ain't over yet.
1: Max Verstappen, over. 182 points, Lewis Hamilton, 150. So he's at a point where he can take a DNF, mm-hmm. Hamilton a get key. fastest lap, and he would still be up by six points. Yeah,
0: and then, you know what? Uh, Verstappen has already DNF this season, so it doesn't mean that he can't do it now. You said it. Reliability is key.
1: But he didn't. So he didn't DNF because of Red Bull's reliability. It was the Pirelli.
0: Well, but it doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter. This is why we race. This is why we can write everything down on paper and it still doesn't matter because when it comes race day, we don't know what's going to happen. It could be a boring race. It could be a fun race. It could be a boring race. And like you know Baku was turning out to be and then it became a fun race because Max DNF he was leading he was leading the race yeah, so and this, they would have been four in a row for Max if he hadn't DNF to Baku so and this it past, happens in
2: this past race if it wasn't for the battles like in the midfield
0: the race would have been boring I, it's like when i think in 2016 when when Lewis Hamilton was was um 16 was, was
1: Rosberg won
0: i know but in Malaysia, which was a few races before, Hamilton DNF'd, and that's what gave Rosberg the league in the championship. Oh, okay. And Rosberg never looked back. But DNF, yeah, he blew the, yeah, engine. He no, blew no, the no, engine. No, 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 yes. that was his championship. And from then on, you know, Rosberg won the championship.
1: Constructors wise, Red, Red Bull, happened Red Bull two eighty six, Mercedes two forty two. So it's exactly if both, obviously impo- not impossible, but it'd be tough if both Red Bulls DNF. And the Mercedes gets one, two, and the fastest lap, then they're tied. Yeah. So, and
0: remember, listen, we're only using twenty-three races, three engines. Once we get <laughs> to the end,
1: <laughs> I don't things know.
0: can happen. I don't know. This is
1: not over yet. It would take a lot of work from Boras, but that's whatever.
0: Come on, man, get out no, no, yeah, you know, no faith in, in the in arse. Uh, no. Faith in the arse. In the arse. In the arse. <laughs> Faith in the arse. <laughs>
1: uh, at least it's natural, right? It's not like Miami. Like there you infectious. go,
0: man. <laughs>
1: uh, Faith in the arse. It's <laughs> Midfield talk. Daniel Ricardo finished seventh. Finally, it looked. And we said this back in. Baku? No. Not Monaco. But yeah, I think it was Baku. He actually looked pretty good this race. Mm-hmm. Do we see him finally coming back alive? We're getting more into... So last week was uh, a regular track versus the ba- Bakus and Monacos. Next week will be a regular track. Not next week, but the following week. Silverstone. Then we go into, I think, Hungaro ring. hmm Then it's the summer break. Mm-hmm. Do we see this man finally come back?
0: I think he's coming back to form race-wise on Sundays. Um last race was not so good for him. Obviously he he had an engine issue and he had it at the wrong time of the race, which is at the beginning of the race when the cars are more closely close together. Mm-hmm. Um and that midfield is super tight. So, I guess it was just, you know, bad timing. Not that he drove well, but he didn't drive as bad as the results show. This um, race, it looked like he was back on form like he was at the previous race um, in... Baku.
1: Before? It was Austria. Baku, Styria, Austria. And before that was Monaco. I'm sorry. I messed up. Baku, France. Yeah. The, he showed the form that he showed in
0: France. Okay. At a better race in France. Um, I think and these things the happen. Yeah, I, well, I mean, he's good with the starts. I think he's just getting, you know, he's getting back to form. It's like I mentioned last week. I think his confidence level has not waned. I think, um, you know, things happen within the car. He had that engine issue. He lost some power. They, they were able to, like, you know... Do some switching up and he got the power back, but it was too late by the end. Everybody had passed him. Um, there, you know, he just has to get his qualifying sword out. I think that's why Lando has been way ahead in the races because he's qualified and he stayed up there. Qualifying is very important, especially in the midfield. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't see, I, I thought it was very good for him. I think his attitude is right because he's saying that. Listen, I don't want to get too excited, and but I don't want to get too down on myself. I just want to keep driving the way I'm driving, and then the things things are progressing. But he still seems watching the interviews afterwards for me is important because you can see their body language, you can mm-hmm. see how they're acting, um, and he still seems very confident. But he doesn't want to get too excited because obviously you get you get too high, and then something happens, and then you get you're low again. It it kind of sucks for your confidence, and for a driver, confidence is everything.
2: So, pretty much what you're saying is the, the luck, both things have to be aligned. He has to qualify and he has to like luck on his side as well.
0: Yeah, but most of the time, I think when you drive well, luck does come on your yeah. side. You know, uh, that's the way it always works out, anyways, for the most part, I would say. McLaren needs him. McLaren
2: I hope needs him. I don't hope he takes this as a like a, like a a little push of encouragement to keep moving forward. because. Yeah, he,
0: I mean, if he doesn't get on his form, I think. I mean, obviously, what we're we're looking at. When would it be? After the summer break?
2: I don't know. If it it wasn't happening in the next couple of races, obviously, because. I don't know. We're not there.
0: But uh, he needs to get on form because um, Ferrari and their two drivers are on the same page. Uh, We saw good teamwork between them this race. As far as, you know, Leclerc tried to get past. um, What was it? uh,
2: I think it was either Paris or Ricardo that were there. Yeah. I think it was was Paris,
0: right? He tried to get past. I don't know. Yeah, was it Paris?
2: Well, he I mean, was battling Paris. That's what he's, he, he was
0: battling Paris. He tried yeah, to get back by yeah. Paris a few times. Yeah, and he just couldn't. It couldn't. That whole couldn't that whole it.
1: mashup. It was Ricardo, Paris, Signs, and Leclerc. Right. I remember one point
2: also before the before the pits, both of the Aston Martin was there too, and that little that, that whole yeah. train that mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah.
0: was like a little train. And then obviously, um, the, they were was, uh, what Ferrari did as far as the team wise is that they put their two drivers on different strategies. So they started Signs on the hard's and they started Leclerc on the mediums. So at the end we always knew once they pitted um they they pitted Sainz and he was going to be on the mediums at the end of the race we always knew that they they got him in the gap right behind Leclerc. So we always knew that if Leclerc couldn't get past Perez, they had another car right behind them to attack him and he's going to be on fresher tires. That was
1: actually a really good strategy yeah. wise and I was surprised that yeah. they did the team orders to swap
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised because Didn't they for go last weekend too, they've been they've been oh, front and They've been they've working been, they well as a team, but I think the reason that is is because remember, Ferrari now is fighting for.
1: Constructors' points.
0: Constructors' points. They're not really fighting for the driver's championship. Yeah, so it only makes So sense. they're not fighting at the top. Yeah. And you see that a lot, that dynamic. The, the the teamwork dynamic is more prevalent in the midfield teams than they are in the top teams.
2: And it also happened with Landon Ricardo.
0: Yeah. So most teams, when they're fighting for championship points, they're going to work better as a team. But now when you're, one of your drivers is fighting for the driver's championship, then things change and things get a little bit iffy. But so far... As far as st- uh, the strategy is concerned, this year, Ferrari has been on top of it. Um, they were smart in running, you know, they obviously, had, and I mentioned this to both of you guys uh, during qualifying, they obviously the best tire to start on was the medium. So they said, and it was as a, di- a change in dynamic is what you were mentioning earlier. They said, okay, if we don't do well in qualifying, which, we we have done before, but we suffer in the race. It's okay because if we finish outside of the top ten, which I think they finished what tenth and eleventh, eleventh and twelfth.
1: But they started, starting grid. They started tenth and eleventh. Yeah, they because started. Of the, I'm sorry, twelfth, tenth and twelfth because of the vettel penalty.
0: Yeah, I I what it seemed to me what they did during qualifying was, let's go on the mediums. Because we want to start these, at least we want to start the, this race on mediums. If we don't get through, it's okay. Even though you want to get through, but it's okay because if you finish outside of the top ten, we have a tire choice. We so, can choose the tires where we want to those, start the, with. That's what I be my, my, my. If you get into if you get into Q three, you have to start with the tires that you went in. They wanted yeah. to start on the mediums. The smart play what they did, with, what which was I wasn't expecting, is that. They left Leclerc on the mediums, brand new mediums, right. but they put
1: signs. Oh, Leclerc was on the old mediums, and signs was on the new hards.
0: Yeah, they put signs on the hard to run a different strategy, and at the end of the race, it worked out for them. Yeah, that's what, because I mean, now you have two cars attacking the position ahead.
2: That's what uh, Sam Collins was saying for F1, saying that uh, that even though you know starting on the mediums and finishing the hards is what Pirelli recommended. It could also be in reverse. With, like what you, you guys? Me, you could start yeah. in the hards, mm-hmm. go long on the hards, and the the car's heavier. So mm-hmm. because the hard tires that take longer, t- and then when you jump on the mediums, the car is lighter. Which is also, which it could be, which it, which is cool. With with, you're <laughs> so fucking stuck in this shit. My bad. With <laughs> which it could be what happens yeah. normally because you're qualifying a much lighter car. And then when you start the race, you have a heavy car, and now it also causes the tire to super degrade. Right, you and then
0: it. and also you have um, the medium tire. You can turn it on quicker. So the the hard tire was actually a very good tire, but it took longer. It took yeah, I think yeah, like it, it five happened. or six laps for Science them to did mention that as well. Yeah, it, t- it takes like five or six laps for them to really you know Act to, get on to activate and you get the the the, the optimal grip with the. With the mediums, obviously, they're a softer compound. You can turn them on quicker, and you can move up uh, through the field
2: quicker. So I had a, quicker. something that with a better penalty that, causes, that caused Leclerc to jump on the top 10. So obviously, it's just off topic of what we're talking about right now. But what happens in that situation? So I qualified outside of the top 10. Okay, now somebody got a penalty, which threw me in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So now do I have to start because I'm in the top 10 on my fastest tire on Q2 nope. again? Nope, nope, because
1: he didn't make it to Q3. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. So Vettel but you, made you, it to you, you yeah, point, right? I get your point. Vettel made it to Q three and then dropped out of the top ten after qualifying when he was assessed that penalty. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So they didn't say, "All right, you don't go to Q, you don't go to Q three because of this." Gotcha. So Leclerc had the choice to to the start on the hearts or the meat. Yes, yes. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Actually, what? Signs finished ahead of him, and he was the one that pushed into tenth, and he started on the new hearts. You know what I'm saying? Nope. You lost me. So by veto dropping, mm-hmm. signs qualified ahead of Leclerc. Signs pushed right, into right. the top ten, but he was the one that went onto the new hards, and Leclerc stayed on the on the used mediums. It's true. Mm-hmm. Signs did qualify ahead of Leclerc. My bad. Yeah. Thank you. Apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Lastly, well, not lastly. Um. So Aston Martin, Alpine, and Alpha Who's the faster car?
0: Aston Martin, Alpha
1: Alpine and Alpha Aston Martin, Alpine. I AlphaTauri.
0: say Alpha Tore. Right now. Is it a faster car?
2: Yeah. It's just the two drivers are not completing the package.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> have Sonora making rookie mistakes. Yes.
2: But reflex everywhere. <laughs> you
0: have Gasly consistently in Q three. Consistently, but the always stars running of the in the race have not helped him. Yeah, always running in the, the top. Mistakes
2: that ten. happen in the start of the race are have been the one to kill him, pretty much.
1: So Gasly, the wing, right. happened in the last race which he was. After it would the be race. much more visible if he was on Red Bull team proper, right? Like he was before. <laughs> That's where the mistakes are much so more. So Gasly,
0: out of what we have, what nine races, noticeable. We have yeah. n- Sorry, like, we really have nine front. races so far, right? Yeah, Gasly has finished in the points seven out of those nine races.
2: And the other two other ones were missing. Like for example, last week yeah. where he didn't F or then he couldn't continue. And the one I believe was it Bahrain that he that he lost his wing, the front wing.
1: Yeah.
0: In Bahrain no. he yeah in Bahrain he finished 17. I thought he did. And then he retired in the last race. I think what uh, again, what's keeping Alfatari back and and is just the team. The ex- they started off on the wrong strategy. They started off on the softs, much like Aston Martin. When they started off on the soft, they had to pit on lap yeah.
2: early.
0: No, Sonoda pitted on twelve, 12 and, and Gasly, 13. And Gasly what 13. Was it? thirteen. Yep. So now that sets you up, and I think, and then Gasly did a two stop instead of a one stop. Yeah.
1: That yeah. wasn't the option strategy. Sonoda too.
0: Yeah. So they 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 the tires went off quickly. They had to go back behind the pack. But the the same hearts. thing happened to, to,
2: yeah. to, to Aston Martin. Yeah, so it, it was they just completely back because they actually I they guess were, reacted to to Afatari's strategy to go somewhere. Withdrawal. Vettel yeah. kind of did
1: his own thing,
0: but they they were doomed from the beginning because they started off on the soft. So who's faster,
1: Alpine, Alpine, Alpine or Aston Martin?
0: Alpine, I would say. You would say, yeah. And now they got. I mean, Alonso's back on form. I don't know what the hell is going on. So, with I'm
1: going to read you the championship standings for those three teams, constructors wise. Mm-hmm. Alfatari 48, mm-hmm. Aston Martin 44, Alpine 32. Alpine 32. <laughs> Remember that within that, Vettel got a, uh, a podium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pierre Gasly got a podium. Yes. No Alpine, podiums for Alpine. A... They're down 12 points too.
0: So, you're disagreeing with me that Aston Martin is slower than the Alpine? I am disagreeing with
1: you. I okay. think that they they have, just like Mercedes, they have concepts that they have to deal with as well. The rake, obviously, being different. Mm-hmm. The the arrow changes kind of affecting them more so than other teams. Um, Vettel getting used to the car. Uh, that, that, that's, I think that's, that's over That's now. everybody. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think that's done. I think the only one out of those four drivers, I think that the only one that, we, that, has, that has to sort things out is going to be Ricardo, Ricardo at this point. Because Alonso... It looks like his own self again.
1: Yeah, and Okan does not. Okan does not look good. Yeah, I don't know. He what's going crashed on this man. week. I don't know. It was not his fault. He, he got sandwiched in, but he just does not look good anymore after he got that deal. He got fat.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe <laughs> he got fat and happy. <laughs> fat maybe packets.
0: maybe uh, maybe it was just the track. This track, I don't know. You know, he let me see what what is. The I think all, the, all those nah, the three teams yeah, they need is to have complete I, I package weekends. Look, weekend, look you know? at looks Okan. He finished 13th the first race. He had four points finishes in a row, 9 7 nine, That was before nine. the contract. Yep. And then starting from Azerbaijan on, retired, 14th, 14th, and retired. So, yeah, he's not doing well.
2: AlphaTauri, Aston Alpine, they need complete packages, complete weekends. You know, like both drivers to put up, the teams to perform to the top, you know, so they could, I guess... Get more and more and more.
1: If they were more consistent, any one of those teams, they're fighting Ferrari, right? Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Ferrari is 80 points ahead of? Let me just verify that. Six, Ferrari is 74 points ahead of Alphatari It,
0: it just much. shows you how close the midfield is and how a few bad races can really tumble you down the order. Back, back. Yeah, and the Constructors' champion. The beauty of all of this is that we're only nine races in.
1: It's 23 races. So, things can change. Who who turns it around out of all of them? Out of those three? Who Out of who? Meaning, who figures it out first? Out of the three we've been talking I'll say about. Aston. Alpine, Aston, and Alpha Tauri. I'll say Alpine. I'll say Aston. Because they have Vettel. Granted, Fernando Alonso would counteract that. But Vettel, whose head is more in the game. Mm-hmm. They have... Money, and I think they just have a more of a desire to show that yo, we're actually still here.
0: I think the I think Alpino, my my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, Alpino turn it around quicker, um, but the battle is between whoever turns that around is between them and Alphatori. I think Alphatori has a faster car
1: out of those three, anyways. Okay, and lastly, out of this race, George Russell, our boy George Russell qualifies. Uh, what was it? Ninth goes into Q three. Mm-hmm. Sorry, goes into Q three for the first time for a Williams car since 2018 or 2019. Mm-hmm. Lance Sometime. Stroll did it. Uh, was running in the points for some time. Was passed by Alonso, Fernando Alonso, in the Alpine that we were just talking about. To the point where Fernando Alonso said it was actually sad that he had to pass George Russell to get into the points. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a valiant effort from George, trying to stave like him off. Laps, but, so. Yeah, but he just, the car, just not good yeah, enough. Just
0: not good enough, yeah. But
1: the 10-lap the
2: battle was actually very nice to watch.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, George, I think this was probably George's best weekend since... Sakhir? Uh, uh. Which was a right. terrible weekend as well for him. Yeah, but. <laughs> oh, but I mean, as far as, you know, just performance. seeing performance, I mean... Obviously things didn't work out and I would say that this weekend was probably better than that because he's in a car
1: that belongs at the bottom bottom to so the bottom sucks. bottom bottom Ruka mean, Latif- yeah yeah that's what so I'm go.
0: the fact that you can get into q three with the Williams the fact that you not only obviously I think if he would have had a better first lap, mm. he might have finished in the points, the points. yeah. But, I mean, obviously, if you're—usually, usually usually this is what happens. If you're out of position, meaning if you're starting higher than what you're supposed to be starting as far as how fast your car is, you're going to get eaten up by the cars behind you. Um, And the same thing in the race. That's what happened. So, and and that's exactly what happened. For him to get back into the points was Brilliant because he made that strategy work, obviously, and he outdrove that car. um, Yeah, and at least he finished the race. At least it wasn't that he crashed out or anything like that. Yeah. It was a valiant effort him by him, yeah. And we saw that Alonzo, Alonzo was there just because he got blocked by Veto in qualifying. Yeah. But, uh, he started 14th. Alonso was running fourth, fifth, or sixth throughout all, all of qualifying. So Alonso was a lot faster than where he started off, and he obviously started off on the back foot. In order for The fact that Alonso even got into the points was an excellent drive by Alonso also. It just sucks that he had to overtake um, Russell Orgy. for that last points position.
2: In that replay of when Alonso was doing the quali run, and Better was there. I was like, oh my God, he's only just freaking destroy I thought they were gonna crash. Cars. Yeah. I I mean, especially the, the movement that Better was doing. Because yeah. like, I think Alonso was trying to get away from
1: him but, but better was I the, think Better noticed time. it. And tried to get out of the yeah. way. Yeah, he tried, tried to get out of the way and waiting. he couldn't,
0: but there was too many cars ahead of him in the queue. So It was and, like a combination of both. Like yeah, that, he also had traffic in front, but the, that, he was the
2: one that made the moves to really stop. I this don't guy, think that
0: the gentleman agreement working. They need to figure they need to figure that out. Because obviously, if one car backs up, then you're gonna back up, back out all the other cars. Alonso on that lap was flying, probably Hell one of the yeah. best laps I've ever seen drive. He was flying, and he was, he was. I wasn't expecting that lap. He was gonna get into Q three. man. He was, yeah. He so. was gonna get into Q three, and um, yeah, back, it didn't work
1: out. Back to Georgie. It's not to, to me. It's not just a story about uh, George Russell. It's a story about Williams, right? Because now he's outperforming. In qualifying, he outperformed the Aston Martins uh, to finish ninth. He, he, I'm sorry, one Aston Martin, Lance Stroll, Mm -hmm. outperformed both Ferraris, which is a a team thing. I don't think that that's uh, really necessarily on the two drivers. Mm -hmm. Outperformed a McLaren, Mm -hmm. outperformed another Alpine, well, well, Fernando Alonso, he had his issues. The Alfa Romeos, uh, the Alpine of Esteban Ocon, his own teammate, who he's crushing, and obviously has... But mm-hmm. I think that in general, the Williams car. Why did you say has so has, low? Like, has, like yeah. he just has. Come on, yeah, <laughs> man! man. Yeah. Uh, where's the little inception thing? The, the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Williams is getting better. Where I think that next year, we're going to see with a little bit of money infusion that they've gotten from Dorito Capital, Doralton Capital, <laughs> Dorito. That their next next season, they're going to be much. Is it better. flaming hot Dorito or? Me personally, I'm a fan of Cool Ranch Doritos, okay. Blue Bags. How about you, Ruben? Yeah, I think I'm the only one that I know. Doritos. Ugh. Anyway, plain chips for me. Go ahead. Where do we see? Do we see uh, Williams leapfrogging as a uh, manufacturer? Any team next year? Do they leapfrog a Romeo? You sound like maybe.
0: <laughs> you sound like um, like David or er- no, was, it was a Kenan. David Ortiz impersonation on SNL. Do they leapfrog Alfa Romeo? What's do they Exactly. Do they leapfrog Aston Martin? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm actually really
2: hungry too. You You know, it does. They have to make some some sort of leap mm-hmm. because they are they are. Getting away from all this, from this old, all way and old technology that Williams had stuck in that car.
1: Yeah, you mentioned it during the race actually when we were together. Williams, because they did a lot of
2: stuff in house to save money and stuff like that, they've been using a lot of old equipment, whether it be, you know, the transmission or the gearbox, whatever you want to call it, right. and stuff like that. So they're going to be facing away from all of that because they're also going to outsource a bunch of stuff
0: from Mercedes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So it, it should be, because remember, it's probably like maybe the last three or four years. Where so the
0: blue Mercedes. No,
2: it's probably been like the last what was it, <laughs> three or four years, mm-hmm. or maybe three years that they actually just tanked. Yes. They were, you know, they were fighting for best of the rest, and they were best of the rest for a yeah, while.
0: Yeah. The the issue with Williams has been and I money. Think this is what you're saying, is that they it's, it's not only money. Obviously, they haven't had the money because they've had to have paid drivers in their interim to say they had Stroll and they had
1: Latifi. And uh, what should we call it? They had uh, uh, a Sergey uh, Sorokin. Sorokin Sorokin in yeah. there,
0: and they also had Kubica in there. But Kubica only got that because he was able to bring enough money. Yes, you know, to he's like a hero back in Poland. Him. Yeah, I mean, uh so, but the reason the all, the other reason besides money is that they were sticking to the guns because they wanted to stay true to what a manufacturer is. They wanted to build. Their own gearbox, their own parts, and if you don't have enough money to do that, or you don't have, let's say, a big manufacturer backing you, you're not going to be able to do that on a. Not, a, I wouldn't say consistent, but you you wouldn't have to do it on a high level that is required of F1. You got to make sure this that is right right, yeah, that's required you, you now. Yeah, it's required now in F1. I think that that model has gone to the wayside. I think the first people to introduce that model where you're buying parts from a manufacturer with their relationship with Ferrari. And I think that's the model that a lot of people, uh, that is going to because you save some costs, obviously, because you're not, you don't have to pay people to develop things. The money the money is wa- not wasted, but it's spent mostly on development. A good amount of money is spent yeah. on development. Now, if you can just buy the part, you don't have to spend the money on development and making it. You can just buy it and put it on the car in that sense.
2: That's why I, I said that at the beginning from Williams, because mm-hmm. we got to remember the Williams is actually, you know, the best historic team we have in there, F- besides Ferrari, you could say, by mm-hmm. name. But Williams has been also at the breakthrough of a lot of a lot of technology. technology, yes. That yeah. now these Absolutely. works teams are bringing it. Because mm-hmm. Now they're the one, you know, like- but they have the financial backing. I think exactly. it's, very, it's a I'm very
0: thinking. different. Um, it's a very different environment as far as yeah. how you're, you know, how how teams are are able to spend money and how much it costs, and you know, it, it's just it's just different. And I think obviously we we've seen it in the business world. If you can't adapt in the business world, you get left behind. And I think that that's what was happening to Williams. Until they, you know, they sold it. Um, And then now they have financial backing. And we've seen that, obviously. We've seen that. Uh, We've seen it with with Force India, which was Racing Point, which is now Aston Martin. If you're able to infuse money into the team, you're going to get better results. I mean, obviously, they're not doing well, as good as they did last year, as far as Aston Martin is concerned. But they did make a big jump last year. Of course. And, you know, they're poised to... They'll be back, too. ...to do well in the future, so...
2: Both teams will be back.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they also brought in the cost cap, because what you want to do with these teams is make them almost like a franchise where they are able to sustain themselves forever. I think F1 had a culture where if you're a backmarker, you you would you would go out of business and... You Just get come sold come, or whatever, yeah. You know? As opposed to, let's say... A Premier League or uh, or MLB or an NFL team, where you have these established franchises Whoa. that obviously, even though they suck, they still make Premier money.
1: League is very different because you get relegated. Well, to yeah, minor leagues.
0: yeah. I mean, but obviously, but you still have those franchises like like uh, you know the Manchester United and Liverpool, and these are big franchises. Yeah, you know, same same thing with you know the Dallas Cowboys, Boom. The New York Yankees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the New York Giants yeah! that these are franchises <laughs> that are viable but even the even the even the the teams that are that that i say are not as good as like traditionally as good as the you know the I, I don't even want to say the Cowboys they suck but uh, <laughs> let's say the Giants or or the Yankees well, they... oh god you know
1: he said traditionally good oh my <laughs> yeah <laughs> these
0: are these are franchises that even if they lose they're still financially viable. They're still a good business. Yeah,
2: and F1 is hold. tough to... Yeah,
0: so, so why I think when when Liberty Media stepped into the fray and bought it, I think their goal was to make these F1 teams franchises where they're able to last for a very long time and still be financially viable, even if they are at the back of the grid.
1: All right, gentlemen, anything else?
0: No. That's it. We're going to... It was a good race.
1: Oh. <sighs> Spring race.
0: Spring races, baby.
1: Next week's preview is going to be
0: lit. Let's, Let's do whoop. it.
1: You guys excited about the spring race? Yes. We'll talk about it next week. Guys, you can find us on many, many podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. What's up? Uh, we are also at JumpToStartF1 on Twitter and on Instagram. The same, I'll repeat it, at F One. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.